0: Welcome to Xanadu Gallery's Red Dot Podcast. I'm Jason Horsch, owner of Xanadu Gallery, publisher of Red Dot Blog, and your host for this podcast. This is episode 14. Today, reconnecting with past collectors. So I want to begin by talking a little bit about the typical life cycle of an art buyer for our gallery That is to say what's what's the process for selling to collectors um, And I'm going to distinguish um, a little bit between uh, collectors and uh, one-time buyers now. Uh, I'm carefully making this distinction because our goal as a gallery is to turn every buyer into a collector. But the reality is that sometimes you're going to have someone visiting from out of state or, or even a local buyer who really is just there in the gallery, stumbles upon something that they like buys that, that one piece and then kind of disappears. Um, you know, of course we get their contact information and of course we're going to continue marketing to them and following up and providing superior service. But the reality is that sometimes there are going to be buyers who only ever make a single purchase from you. Um, and, and then there are the other buyers who really not only buy a piece of artwork, um, but, but they're kind of buying into us. They're buying into the gallery. Um, you know, they enjoy their experience. They enjoy the interaction they have with um, the, the salesperson that they're working with uh, or the aesthetic of our gallery or a particular artist's work in the gallery. Um, and, and they're going to become um, repeat purchasers from us. And, um, you know, these are some of, of course, our most valuable clientele. Um, and what over the years, we've been in business now for, um, you know, almost 16 years now. And and so over that time, we've had an opportunity to build relationships with many, many buyers and, and many, many collectors. We've had many collectors who have repeatedly purchased from us. And as I look back over those collectors, I, I see that many of them fit into certain patterns. Um there are some buyers who are just kind of steady, regular visitors and purchasers. You know, they show up once a year or even once every several years. Um, you know, come into the gallery while they're in town, or maybe they live here and they come down to an art walk, uh, and and they'll find something when they're in the gallery, um, or they won't, and um, they'll make a purchase or they won't. But but we know that they're going to be back. Um, you know, and we do our very best to recognize uh, th- those repeat visitors by name, to welcome them, greet them. Uh, we want them to feel a lot of hospitality coming from us, um, you know, and, and again, we, we want them to uh, experience the full range of, of service that, that we offer to our clientele. And um, we, we want to make them feel special. And, and so um, th- those buyers are great, and they're just steady, um, you know, a steady source of repeat business for us. Um, far, far more common, I would say, though, among um, uh, frequent purchasers are those who have a, maybe a reason for buying um, and, and for making multiple purchases or they get caught up in the, the passion of art collecting, and, and it really does burn like a flame, and they make multiple purchases um, in, in a relatively compact space of time. Um, I can think of, of numerous, numerous examples of this. Um, one in particular that, that typifies this is a, a client who came into our gallery uh, it's probably been five or six years ago now and um, uh, really hit it off with my gallery director and um, you know made a, a couple of initial purchases. Uh, he was just remodeling a home not too far from the gallery and um, it, it kind of caught the art bug He'd purchased from a couple of other galleries and um, uh, both here in, in Scottsdale and in the LA area. And he was just having a lot of fun. Um, his business uh, had, had um, ex- expanded dramatically and was very successful. Um, and in fact, while we were working with him, he actually sold his business, um, you know, at a, uh, and so had, <laughs> I'm thinking of a delicate way to say this, he had uh, an excess of funds available to him at, at this particular time, and, and he was having a lot of fun collecting art. And so he would, over the course of about, oh, probably, I mean, it may have been as long as as eight months or a year, but he would come in every few weeks and see what was new. Um, He began purchasing with, uh, you know, a couple of moderately sized and priced works, um, and then uh, purchased a large sculpture, um, you know, in the $20,000 range, um, started purchasing uh, you know, multiple paintings at a time. And um, over the course of those eight months or a year, literally bought so much art that he got to that point. I mean, you hear customers say this all the time. We don't have another square inch of wall space where we can hang art. Well, this was actually literally true for for this client. Um, you know, he had multiple pieces hanging. His, his one living room was was hung salon style. Um, and and he set aside an entire bedroom um, for excess art. And um, he and his wife, um, and I should mention newly married, um, actually got married during the the, the time that that uh, we were making sales to him. But he and his wife, or fiance and then wife, would. Um, Uh, go on a Friday night and have a couple of margaritas and rehang their house. They would move artwork around, bring out pieces that had been in the back, or maybe they purchased something new, and so they'd shuffle things around. And they kind of thought of their house as a gallery that they were just kind of constantly rotating things through. Um, and, and, of course, this was a lot of fun for everybody involved. He was having fun buying the art. He was having fun meeting the artists. We would, um, before shows, have a dinner for the artists and invite um, this client along with some other clients to meet the, the artists. And, um, you, you know, he made multiple purchases that way. And uh, just, just we were having fun. He was having fun. Our artists were having fun. And it was just all, uh, a lot of excitement. Well, at, at the end of, of that period where he was doing that intense buying, um, things just kind of shifted in his life. He started another business. Um, you know, he really was at a point where now if he continued buying art, he was going to have to start dedicating, you know, potentially get warehouse space. He started purchasing um, classic automobiles and, and just doing other things and, we, we saw the sales just kind of taper off a bit. And, um, uh, you you know, uh, over the course of of the next five or six months, he would still come into the gallery from time to time, but um, the purchases were fewer and far between. And, and it just kind of, you know, if you think of his sales process on a, on a graph, there was a spike and, um, you know, a lot of purchases and, and then just kind of a tailing off over time. Um, and to the point where, at, at this point, he will still we'll, we'll still see him from time to time. But now it's it's a couple of times every um, you know every season, not not every week like we used to. And um, he hasn't made a purchase in in some time. And so um, we we see a lot of that. Um, we're in Arizona, and so there are a lot of of a, a lot of our clientele has second homes here. Um, it's often the case that after they've bought a new home here. Uh, you you know, they need to furnish that home, and then they need to um, create an art collection for it, so they make a lot of purchases that way, and you know, that's just kind of driven by the, the necessity of having new space in which they can place that artwork. And 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 so of course, um, you know we're gonna we're gonna take advantage of those opportunities, and, and we're gonna put a lot of our efforts, uh, and we do put a lot of our marketing efforts, into uh, you know inviting those kinds of potential buyers into the gallery, uh, our direct mailing advertising, uh, you know a good portion of that is directed towards. Uh, new home buyers now let me mention when I say that new home buyers um, I, I we actually don't target people immediately after they've purchased a new home because I believe and, and have found that uh, there is a window of time after purchasing a new home where the buyer is going to have some fatigue they just spent a tremendous amount of money. You know, making a down payment on the home, um, getting the essentials, uh, couches and beds and all that kind of stuff. And so um, they, they really get burned out on all of that. And then we don't typically see them until about uh, six to eight months later. Uh, and so it's quite frequently the case that when I'm delivering artwork to a client's home, um, you know, we're coming into a home eight months or a year, or even a year and a half after the fact. And that home is, is still uh, a work in progress, kind of bare bones, um, you know, the walls are, are blank and um, the, the client is, is just now ready to start thinking about uh, bringing the artwork in. Um, and, and so that's that's where we start trying to target, uh, I find that it's it's more effective to do that direct mailing. Uh, in that window after they've gotten through the initial um, purchase and and uh, like I say fatigue of of spending all that money to to buy the home um, and and so then um, y- you know when we have clients come in who are kind of in that situation um, you can bet that we're going to put a lot of focus on serving that client and staying in touch my sales staff is going to, um, be making phone calls. Hey, we just received a new piece that you we thought you might be interested in. Um, sending photos of pieces. You know, one to one emails where, uh, you know, it's not a newsletter or anything like that. But you're you're reaching out and and um, you know contacting a potential buyer um, uh, because you know that that there's a high likelihood of a response there. And and so um, you know we put a lot of effort into that. Well, now we, you know, as I say, we've been in business for a decade and a half. And that means that our mailing list has a huge number of people who have purchased from us. And, um, you know, in particularly, we have a good number of people who made multiple, multiple purchases, but then tailed off and haven't maybe bought from us for, um, some time, um, you know, some of them for for over a decade, and I actually had an experience um, just just recently where a couple came into the gallery, and right away I recognized them. The story is actually a little bit more complicated than that, um, but I'll get to that part. But but they came into the gallery. And um, I recognized them and greeted them. And it was it was a, almost a surreal experience to see them, because they were among our very first clients when we opened the gallery. I, I think we opened the gallery in September of 2001. Um, And and these clients uh, made multiple purchases during the winter of 2001 and spring of 2002. And it's exactly the scenario I was talking about where they just completed a new home. He was actually an executive for a large home building company here in the Valley, Um, and they just just completed this home. And um, uh, they uh, kind of... Uh, I, mean, I mean, they pur- purchased several different artists' work from us, but in particular, they found a, a young artist that we were representing and really loved his work and, and purchased multiple pieces from him um, through us, and uh, this, the, you know, in some ways, they kind of became a patron for this artist's early career. Um, and, and again, it was just a, uh, exactly the scenario where um, I happened to to do most of the work with with this client because at the time we didn't really have a sales staff. It was uh, just me and a partner, and I was the one who happened to, to do a lot of the work with them. And so I spent a lot of time in their home hanging artwork. Um, we spent a lot of time communicating. Um, and, and then the home was kind of finished, and the artwork was there, and... Um, You know, exactly what I described kind of happened. There was just a tailing off and and the purchases became fewer and far between and and then eventually kind of just lost touch in a way. Now, um, it wasn't that we weren't continuing to communicate with them. You know, they remained on our mailing list and uh, continued to reach out, but um, that that communication became less and less effective over the course of time until, you know, now here it is. It's been 10 years and uh, uh, longer than 10 years. It's been 15 years since I, you know, last really had a lot of contact with them. And now they've come back into the gallery. And, um, you know, so so in some ways it was kind of a, a long-lost friends and, and a warm greeting, and and then catching up and and just some crazy catching up, um, you, you know, because I had met their children, um, and and their children were kind of toddlers running around, um, young children and toddlers running around while we were hanging art, uh, and now their kids are in college and and graduating from high school and all those kinds of things. Um, I, I just had one child at the time and now my kids are, are growing up and all that. kind. Of, so there was, you know, really, it was a catching up of friends and, and getting up to speed. And, um, and, and then they mentioned that they had received our, um, our catalog and that there was a particular piece that they'd been interested in. That piece didn't end up working out, but they purchased some other artwork from us. And, and so this was a, a kind of reconnection with past clients. Um, and as I look back um, over this last season, I can point to um, four or five, at least four or five instances. Of this kind of reconnection, either where uh, I've made a reconnection with some buyers, have some buyers from uh, Tennessee who came back in and made a purchase, it having been several years since they'd made their last purchase, and and so there was a reconnection there. Uh, my sales staff had some clients come back in that hadn't been in for a while, and and. Um, I, the the point I want to make today is that even though much of our business comes from those first time buyers and and kind of the frenzy collector who's who's purchasing a bunch of pieces in that that initial window, it it has been a really important part of our business to also have um, you know those ongoing sales to past collectors. Um, and, and certainly, there are many collectors who are somewhere in between what I've just described. Um, y- you know, the, the frenzy of buying all at once, um, this reconnection with long-lost clients, um, and, and then we have those clients who are just kind of the steady burn where they are um, continuing to buy pieces over the course of, of years. Um, and, and as I mentioned, I, we, we do put a lot of focus, uh, and, and it's very important to our sales and our revenue to have those um, you know, those, those multiple-piece purchasers in, in, in the works. But I sure wouldn't want to give up all of the clients um, that, that are on the other end of that uh, experience and making purchases somewhere down the road. Um, and if I add all of those past buyers up, they become a very important part of our total annual sales. Um, you know, it, it, it's, uh, you know, not, not 50% of our sales, but, but it is an important percentage of, of our sales. And if, if we were not making the efforts that we are making to stay in touch with those, those clients, to keep ourselves in front of them, even though... Um, you know, looking at any one of them individually, the chances that they're going to come in and buy something this year are, are pretty low. But if I look at the, the group of buyers that we've worked with you know, over 16 years, those ongoing efforts, even though I don't know which buyers are going to be coming back in, those ongoing efforts are really important to our overall success. And there, there's just something really satisfying. Um, you know, almost like we're we're creating a legacy of sorts to reconnect with a buyer and and make those those kinds of sales. Um, you know, it almost it almost just feels like um, you know a reconnection with family. Um, and and so uh, that's what I want you to be thinking about um, today. So you're you're all at different points in your careers, but. Um, You know, wherever you are in your career, it's really important to think about these long-term relationships. If you're early in your career and um, you haven't sold a lot of your work to this point, um, I would encourage you to be thinking about um, how can you engender these kinds of relationships and how can I stay in touch with these buyers? And if you have been at this a long time and you have some of those buyers from the past, uh, but maybe you haven't been in touch with them, there is no time like the present to reach back out and make a connection. And even if it doesn't lead to a sale right now, um, you, you know, there's potential for that in the future. And there's just the, the enrichment of those relationships. And, and um, you know, especially in your case where you, you might be an individual artist, um, there is a, uh, a kind of potentially a rebirth of the um, interest and in, in passion that, that drove them to buy those initial pieces from you. Um, you know, make them look at those pieces again and remember the warm feelings that they had. And um, that, that's just a positive all the way around. So um, in, in terms of how do you do this, how do you uh, you know, how do you engender the, these reconnections, long-term connections? Um, well, I think the, the first and uh, most obvious how-to would be that um, the best way uh, to reconnect with a past buyer would be to never have lost touch with them in the first place. And I would encourage you to come up with a strategy or strategies that allow you to um, be consistent and persistent in your contacts with your purchasers. Um, and, and there are a number of different ways that you can do that. Um, you know, social media is is a little bit newer to the scene, um, you know, at least from my perspective. It wasn't when, when I started the business, social media didn't even really exist or, or wasn't in the forefront of our minds. And so, um, you know, my clientele wasn't wasn't connecting with me that way. And so for us... It was the snail mail mailing list that we had, and our email list, and and our newsletters. And it was just a, a strategy of having that system in place where any client who purchased from us was going to be hearing from us from time to time. Um, you know, we weren't going to fall off their radar for a lack of trying, um, and, and we were going to stay in touch with them. And and so we've done that in a number of ways. Um, you know, we send out invitations, physical invitations to our shows. And, you know, we're sending out thousands of invitations, even though um, in, in reality for any one given show, we're probably only going to have, you know, several dozen clients show up as a result of those invitations. Um, you know, maybe a little more than that, but but not much more than that. When and and so when you think about the the response rate to all those invitations going out, it's pretty low. But that's not the only purpose of those those invitations going out. The other purpose is to to keep ourselves on the radar, to keep images in front of those buyers. Um, you know, and then we are also for everyone whose email address we have, we're going to be sending out a, a, a fairly regular email newsletter talking about our artists upcoming events showing images of artwork um, and and my advice to you would be even if even if your mailing list is very small maybe it's only one person right now uh, or maybe it's zero people maybe you're just literally just starting out. But go ahead and get in the habit of of sending out uh, a newsletter, and and um, and then eventually, as your mailing list grows, and I would, would encourage you to collect both email addresses and physical addresses, uh, you know, in any instance that you can. Um, and so then you're going to be reaching out to them through several different channels um, to keep your imagery and and yourself in front of them. Um, and I know I have gallery owners listening to this podcast too, and, and the advice would be the same: um, be consistent in keeping yourself in in front of people. And I know, I know it's not easy. I mean, it's this this takes work and resources um, and effort to to do this, and it can be very discouraging because uh, certainly from our experience, there are many cases where we'll send out uh, an email newsletter, you know issue after issue that we're sending out. And sometimes three, four, five, six can go out, and we just don't really hear much back. We don't don't get much response. We don't sell anything from it. And um, it is very easy in those cases to just kind of, uh, y- y- you know, lose heart and say it's just not worth the effort and I could be spending my time doing other things. But I, I have found um, that if you, you look at it as a long-term strategy of keeping yourself in front of your your um, uh, potential buyers uh, and in your past buyers, um, over the long term, you will definitely see results from that. Uh, and I would say, even though we do it more frequently, at least once a month, um, you should have a strategy in place that at least once a month you are sending out some kind of communication to your whole list. Um, Email is is going to be the most cost-effective way to do this. Um, And and especially, uh, we use MailChimp, and um, because of the size of our mailing list, we're paying to use MailChimp. But for most of you, uh, your mailing list is going to be small enough that you can use MailChimp's free service, and um, literally all you'll have is the time that you're putting into it. Uh, And in terms of the content of the newsletters that you're reaching out with, you can keep it very simple. Just uh, create experiences, tell stories, talk about what just came out of the studio and what the inspiration was. Um, You can talk a little bit about your travel. But the most important thing that you're going to be sending out is the image of the artwork. And and I would always lead. Uh, I see a lot of, of newsletters from Artists, where it's a lot about of text and writing, and and that's great, but but put the emphasis on the imagery. A, a picture really is worth a thousand words, um, and 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 that's going to take pressure off of you if you know that you don't have to write a novel every time you want to send out a newsletter. Um, you know, and and. Um, Sometimes you're going to feel like, oh, people don't really care. They don't want to hear this story. They don't, you know, but that's not the point. And and even though that's true, sometimes people don't care and sometimes they're not going to read the story. But you just never know when your email is going to something that you showed in your your email or something that you said in your note along with the email is going to... um, just just touch someone and make a connection and and lead to, um, you know, lead to a sale and lead to that client having a great piece of artwork in their collection that they would not have had if you weren't making the effort to reach out. Now,, uh, th- th- that's that's the long term strategy. I want to have a, a system in place that allows me to regularly reach out to my whole mailing list. Um, you know, and before I move on from that, let me just, let me just tackle one more objection that I know I'm going to hear from some of you, and that is that, oh, uh, won't people not want to hear from me that frequently? Isn't once a month or, you know, every couple of weeks? Isn't that just too much? Um, you know, aren't they going to get annoyed? Um, I find that that's really not the case, um, that, that um, I suppose there could be some point where you'd be too persistent. You know, if you're sending an email every day, that's probably too much. But, but, you know, once or twice a month is not going to be overkill at all. And, in fact, um, at, at that rate and because of the volume of other emails that they're getting, you know, sometimes they're going to look at it and see it. Sometimes it's just going to float on by. But you, you just never know. And, and as your list gets bigger, the numbers start working in your favor. Only a few people have to click on it and see it and make that connection for it to become um, one of your most worthwhile marketing tools. Now. If, uh, oh, well, and then the other thing I wanted to say is that if there are clients who are going to get tired of it and not, not want to hear from you, they'll let you know. They'll unsubscribe from your mailing list. Um, if you're using MailChimp or one of the other mail services, they're always going to include a link at the bottom that allows people to unsubscribe. And I know that that's going to seem like, uh, you know, a betrayal and, and you, you know, you've lost them and, and, oh, no, what have I done? I've been too pesky. And so now they've unsubscribed. But again, this is this is about numbers. It's, it's inevitable that some people aren't going to be continually interested in your work and they are going to unsubscribe. And that's just a fact of life. It's not a tragedy in any way. Um, so, so don't take that personally. We have We have people unsubscribe all the time. I mean, we've had very good collectors of ours unsubscribe from our, our newsletter, or mailing list. Um, And we just roll with it. And and that doesn't even mean that they're never going to be in the gallery again or or that they're irritated with us. It just means that they don't care for that particular channel of of communication. I'm not going to give up the success I have with my other collectors, though, because I'm afraid that I might um, chase some people off and cause them to unsubscribe. I mean, what's the point of having a mailing list if you're too afraid to use it because you're afraid people are going to unsubscribe? Okay, so so again, sorry, I, I keep adding to my, my notes on this that you never want to disconnect from your collectors in the first place. But if you have disconnected, you know if it has been a while since you've been in touch with uh, a client, um, th- then you want to reach back out and, and work to make a reconnection. Um, and depending on the size of your mailing list, uh, I would suggest that the, the best way to do this Would be to send uh, a note to individual buyers from your whole mailing list. Now, uh, you don't have to do it all at once. You know, you don't have to say, "I'm going to this week, I'm going to send out a note to every single person who's ever bought from me." Uh, That might be overwhelming. It might not be. You may not have a huge list, but um, if if you do have a long list of past buyers, again, come up with a strategy. Every week. I'm going to send out five personalized notes to past purchasers. And these notes are going to be very simple. I wouldn't even acknowledge the fact that it's been a long time since you've been in in touch. There's no need to draw attention to it you know, I, I'm so sorry you haven't heard from me or it's been a long time, I I, I would just pick right right up where you left off and, um, you know, just say, hey, I, I just completed a, a new piece. Um, I, I was it, it made me think of you and so I wanted to reach out with a note. Um, I remember the piece that, that you purchased or the pieces that you purchased um, and I thought you would enjoy seeing this. It doesn't have to be salesy. Um, you know, it can just be a quick little friendly update, but, but especially if you can do a handwritten note, um, you know, something that feels really personal, that is a great way to reconnect. And, and that's a great way then to, um, you know, if maybe you're just starting a new newsletter, um, if they've received that personalized note, then it won't be a big surprise to them when they get an email uh, a few weeks later from you with another update. And you just kind of uh, you, you just kind of pick up where you left off. You don't make a big deal of your absence, um, or, or or the the lack of communication that you've had with them over the, over whatever period it's been. Um, and again, I can just tell you um, both from my own experience, but also from talking to artists that those, those reconnections can just be very powerful. You know, in, in terms of thinking about marketing strategy, um, you can think about trying to attract new potential buyers to your artwork, um, you know, and, and doing that can be done in a number of different ways, and I'm sure we'll talk about some of those in, in future podcasts, but, you know, there's Social media marketing, direct advertising, which we've touched on in, in, in this. You could do magazine ads. There are all different kinds of ways that you could potentially draw new buyers to your artwork. Um, but that is uh, an uphill battle. Um, you know, you're trying to find a, a needle in a haystack that, that, you know, those few people who are who are going to have a, a response, and with whom your work is going to really resonate, and um, you know it's just it, it's going to take a, a a lot of effort on your part to get to those few people. It's going to be huge numbers to get to the few that that will be interested enough and qualified to to make that purchase. Reaching out to past buyers is a completely different proposition because you already know that these past buyers. Uh, have an interest in your work. They've bought something from you. Uh, and I would even extend this if you have people on your mailing list who haven't bought anything yet but they met you at a show and they expressed interest in your work and gave you their contact information. Um, you, you know they've already pre-qualified themselves to a certain extent for uh, you, you know potential marketing and and so I would would I would feel that those potential buyers are the best, um, prospects for you in, in your marketing efforts. And that's not to say that you shouldn't be doing all of the other, uh, you know, trying everything else to, to generate business for yourself and, and sales. Um, but, but this is a, a great place to, to start that process. Um, and, and certainly, uh, you know, it should almost go without saying that if you're listening to this, and you're saying to yourself, boy, I'm just really not good at collecting contact information from people. Well, that's going to be job number one for you. Certainly, anyone who is purchasing artwork from you, just as a matter of course, you should be collecting physical address, phone number, and email address, and potentially a social media contact with them. Um, you, you, you know, that's just part of the process of purchasing my artwork. I, I, I need your contact information and, and just make no bones about it. That's that's uh, you know, I need to write up the invoice and that's the information that I need. Uh, but also, if you're participating in art festivals, if you are um, taking part in open studio tours um, you know, if you're part of a co-op gallery, um, anyone who expresses the slightest interest in your work, um, I would be working very hard to A, sell them something, uh, you know, to move them towards a purchase, and if you're, you are unsuccessful in that effort, um, then, then B, my job is to get their contact information so I can continue those efforts. Um, And and again, that should just be a a matter of of regular course for you. And so you should have a form, uh, a a mailing list form. And I prefer cards or forms that are individual for getting people to sign up on my list to a guest book or that kind of scenario. Um, I think uh, a lot of people are hesitant to... Put their names and contact information into a book that you've laid out where other people can then see that book. You want to get that information uh, one-on-one, and you want to assure them that you're going to protect that information and that only you are going to have access to it and be in contact with them. Um, and, and uh, y- you know, again, I, we've talked about this in past podcasts. I know this all sounds a bit intense if you're not in the mode of, of marketing and, and in the mode of salesmanship. But remember, um, when I'm talking about all these principles and I'm talking about salesmanship, I'm not talking about the hard sell. I'm not talking about becoming a used car sales person and strong arming people into purchasing your art. That's not the name of the game. What we're trying to do here is help people overcome their very natural reticence to making a purchase so that they can have your artwork in their lives and they can enjoy and, and benefit from the, the, the beauty that you'll be bringing into their lives. You know, I, have, I, I am constantly in, in my conversations with, with buyers when we're talking about the artwork that they've purchased— I can see the light in their eyes as they talk about their artwork and the joy that it brings them and and the joy that the experience of purchasing that art brought them. And, and it is my duty as a gallery owner and as an art salesperson, and I would argue your duty as an artist or, or uh, if you work in a gallery, it's your duty to help them enjoy that artwork in that same way and, and use these techniques that we're talking about to, to get them to that point. Um, you know, and, and marketing and, and salesmanship are certainly a big part of that, and, and certainly following up with, with past collectors is a great way to help them reconnect with you and your art and, and potentially bring that joy back into their lives that maybe they've been missing for a while. And so today's podcast is going to end with an invitation to you and, and an assignment and that assignment is that as soon as you listen, finish listening to this podcast, I want you to go back to your mailing list, whatever form it may be in, um, you know, and however many names may or may not be on it, and I want you to reach out to at least one past buyer and reconnect with them. Send them a note, send them an email, pick up the phone and call them, and, and just reconnect with them in some way, even if it's just a conversation. Um but, but preferably, give them a little bit of an update of, of what you've been up to recently and show them some images of your artwork. And, um, you know, some of those reconnections aren't going to, to come together, um, y- you know, and, and you're going to be better served if you reach out to, to multiple past buyers. Um, but I can promise you that that reconnection in, and, and getting into the habit of staying in contact and, and in the habit of reconnecting with past buyers will be a powerful force in, in increasing your business and, and in, in enriching your life and, and the life of your collectors. And, and so, um, and, and then when you've done that and you've made that reconnection, then the second part of your assignment is to come back to uh, the blog, uh, red.blog, and leave a comment and tell us the story of what happened when you reach back out, what the reconnection did, um, you know how did the how did the past clients respond to your reaching out? Um, what was the experience that you had? And I want you to share that on the in the comments section of the. Um, the podcast page. Uh, for those of you who are listening on a podcast service, if uh, be it iTunes or, or one of the other uh, podcatchers, um, you're going to have to navigate over to www.redblog.com. That's r-e-d, d-o-t, b-l-o-g. dot com. And uh, go to our podcast section. You'll see a link up at the top of every page that says podcast. Um, find this episode. Again, it's episode 14. And go into the comments and share your experience. Um, I'm looking forward to, uh, to hearing some, some great experiences that you're going to have as you reach back out and, and reconnect. This is, it's, uh, you know, sometimes the things we talk about are very theoretical um, and sometimes they're long-term strategies. Well, here's something that you can do today. Uh, you know, something very concrete that you can do today um, that could have immediate results. Um, y- you know, results are going to vary, but but uh, you could have immediate results with that. So I'm going to look forward uh, to hearing from each of you, each and every one of you that listens to this podcast about the experience that you have reconnecting. Um, and and that's our episode for today. So. Um, uh, I'll look forward to those comments, and uh, then we'll look forward to being in touch in the uh, next podcast. Uh, I'll also mention if you have questions about staying in touch, um, you know, the comment section is a great way place to ask those questions and, and start a discussion. Uh, and then finally, if you haven't joined our mailing list um, to be notified of Uh, upcoming podcasts, to be updated about uh, uh, posts on the blog, I write articles all the time about the art business and share experiences, Uh, be sure to sign up for that mailing list too. And you'll see a link in the upper right of every page on the blog, uh, a link to our mailing list sign up. Uh, So be sure and sign up for that. Thank you for joining me for this session. I'll look forward to seeing you in the next one. I'll look forward to hearing about uh, your reconnections with your past clients. Take care, everyone.